Truth Espresso, episode 144. Face it, we all would rather sleep in this morning. <sighs> That's why God gave us espresso to kickstart our zombified corpses into hyperdrive. And now, giving your mind and soul the morning shot of truth it craves. This is Truth Espresso with Daniel Minnick. There, this is Daniel Minnick, your host for Truth Espresso, along with my sweet, beautiful wife, Chelsea, my co-host for this Monday episode of Truth Espresso, and we are here to kick off the Thanksgiving season with uh, some episodes about Thanksgiving. Not necessarily the holiday, but thanksgiving, the word, to think about how we can be thankful to God for all the blessings that we give and to remember to thank Him and even realize how we've been blessed. Sometimes we don't really think about it enough. And so we'd like to encourage you, our listeners, to thank God with us and to remember how God has blessed us and to recall and to really ponder it because we can tend to take things for granted. Sometimes we can forget God during the good times, but then complain during the bad times. And Thanksgiving is a time to remind ourselves to look on the positive, you know, just to put it in, in a even less than adequate uh, verbiage there, but to really remember who our Creator is, who our Savior is, and who blesses us even when the world doesn't see blessing. So here to kick off the Thanksgiving season with this episode of Truth Espresso, my once again sweet, beautiful co-host, uh, <laughs> Chelsea. So, sweetheart, thank you for co-hosting with me on this episode of Truth Espresso. Well, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> Oh, I really enjoy talking with you, sweetheart, and letting other people hear us talking with each other and know that it's a blessing <laughs> to our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always thankful that we do just audio because I frequently blush when you <laughs> say that. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so yeah, thankfulness, that is a hot topic right now <laughs> with Thanksgiving around the corner, it seems like it came up really fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's hard to believe that 2021 is nearing the end and we're going to start another year 2022. That just seems weird to say. But, you know, anytime we get to the next year, it always seems weird to say it until we're at least halfway through it. And then, okay, now it's finally that year. <laughs> but <laughs> 2022, wow. The, uh, yeah. Time's flying too fast and I'm not getting any younger but <laughs> <laughs> so don't you think it's probably challenging for most people I know I have been I'm sure you probably have struggled with this too over the last couple of years it seems like there's been so much uncertainty and fear and just change and a lot going on that sometimes it's hard to think of things to be thankful for and, you know, our hope is that this episode, we can just 
like you said, reflect and hopefully encourage ourselves, encourage the listeners to really adapt to have an attitude or have that perspective. Yes, perspective (laughs) of being thankful and thankful in just the little things that sometimes we take, like you said, we take for granted and I'm just looking at God's word and seeing how often it says um, in everything to give thanks and just how many things we can be thankful for. Yeah. Looking forward to this episode with you. (laughs) Yeah. And it's amazing how much thanksgiving is in the Bible from people that if we were living at that time, we would wonder how they could be so thankful. Think of how much the psalmist went through, how many threats to his life, how much hardship he went through, and yet he has all these psalms of praise, even in the midst of hardships. And yeah, we could definitely take an example from King David, the sweet psalmist of Israel, and how to remember who controls the world? Who can deliver us out of troubles? So I think that is something really insightful to think about in some ways how I don't know, a lot of people think, okay, you November is Thanksgiving, so let's start thinking of things to be thankful for. Like on social media, you see a lot of people say, day one, I'm thankful for this. Day two, I'm thankful for that. And a lot of times we forget to be thankful the other 11 months or the other 364 days of the year. But just trying to be more aware of being thankful every day and in every situation And that Thanksgiving isn't just about what the pilgrims celebrated in our early history, but it even goes back further during the Bible times where Mm -hmm. there was lots of Thanksgiving going on and just showing how we should be thankful to God because he's the reason why we are thankful. He's the one that gives us hope. He's the one that provides. And so (laughs) it's interesting that we can dive deeper into what thankfulness is. Yeah. In the Bible times, they didn't have smartphones, they didn't have the internet, they didn't have Google or whatever, but we have in Psalm 100, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. They could really reflect because they weren't easily distracted with little bumper sticker or Twitter type things. And so they can really ponder things deeply. And, you know, they didn't have air conditioning or refrigerators and yet (laughs) all this uh, thankfulness. And so we're going to bring up some verses, some of the many verses in the Bible about Thanksgiving, but some of them that we found just really to get us to reflect for different reasons why we could be thankful and how we can let our Thanksgiving be made known. And I just want to start off the bat, having an attitude of Thanksgiving does not necessarily mean that you feel euphoric, you know, according to maybe the world's standards. Like it doesn't doesn't mean that you feel like you're floating on on clouds and swimming through rainbows or whatever, riding a unicorn, you know, something like, you know, just picture all the colorful, fluffy, cute imagery there. (laughs) Not all a bowl of cherries or Cheerios or whatever is the favorite thing you'd want to put in a bowl, but... But, you know, you get the idea. I can't think of whatever uh, would be a proper cliche for (laughs) that kind of euphoric um, 
experience, but uh, thankfulness in the Bible is more about reflection and not necessarily about a chemical state of the brain. (laughs) It's not about some warm feeling coursing through your body, (laughs) but it's about a soundness of mind focused on truth and that truth gives us hope, and that's what we Christians have. We can be thankful in situations that the world would look at and scratch their heads and wonder, why would you be happy in that? And, you know, Christians, we can say, well, I'm not necessarily happy in the way you'd understand it, but I have joy because I can think about who I serve, where I'm going, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I know who holds my hand. I know that we win in the end. I know who saved my soul. And so, yeah, doesn't mean I'm not in pain, doesn't mean I'm not in stress, but I can have joy in my heart through it. And that's what the truth of the Christian faith can give us. And that helps us to be thankful regardless of our situation and and to even think think about, there are a lot of things I can be thankful for. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm glad you brought up that because I know we were talking about this a little bit earlier too, that sometimes I think it can be a little bit overwhelming to think, okay, I need to be thankful in this situation. And yet you feel like you can't be thankful. <laughs> You're like, oh, this yeah. is not a good situation. But just remembering, like you said, like who we serve and where our hope is, And that, yeah, sometimes it is really hard to think of something to be thankful about. But you can just think, okay, I'm thankful for salvation. I'm thankful for my children. I'm thankful for my spouse. Like it can be, I'm thankful for my house. There's very basic things that we can kind of reground ourselves in and just think through that. And like you said, kind of reflect and process it. And I know we were also talking a little bit about how it's good to get in the practice of being thankful often to where Mm -hmm. even in the good times you're practicing being thankful and recognizing the blessings in your life. So that way, when those hard times come, it's kind of second nature to be thankful or at least think of things to be thankful for in those hard times. We know that that hymn, and it's almost kind of like a cliche that Christians might say, you know, count your blessings. And but it does really help you to to think because if you don't remember them, <laughs> you'll tend not to be as thankful. But if you're actually counting your blessings, thinking about what I can be thankful for, and any one of us, regardless of how much we're struggling, and yeah, I know. We struggle a lot, but if we start to just enumerate, count the blessings, just think of things as simple as you mentioned, sweetheart. I have a house. There are people who don't have a house. What if something happened? Like, I remember a couple years ago where it was at the college we went to, and they had a a singles gathering there, almost like a fall festival there, one evening. And then we all left the evening, and then it was a Friday evening. Then the next day, we found out that their 
house burnt down, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and that was pretty crazy. And, you know, the church on Sunday, they gave a testimony about how, you know, and they thanked God that they are all spared. They're alive. They could have easily not made it there. And they really lost everything. And they had such a attitude of thankfulness to God through it all. And it doesn't mean they were floating around in euphoria, totally oblivious to how difficult that is, but they recognized they were able to count their blessings and just see like God blessed us with life, even when there is a good chance we wouldn't have that. And so, yeah, that's an example of being thankful in such a difficult situation. And so, uh, you know, I have to think, I can thank God that my house hasn't burnt down. I can thank God that he still gives me breath and yeah, all kinds of things. I thank God that I have a sweet, loving wife and I have four wonderful children. (laughs) So there's so many things that we take for granted and we can become bitter if we don't recall and count the blessings and just really think through what we have instead of always thinking of what we don't have or someone else has this and I don't have it so I'm deprived and not really think about what I do have and how I should be thankful for what I do have that I might just as well not have but thank you God for letting me have this (laughs) that I can be a steward of this that to me is the beautiful part of having a marriage and (laughs) especially since I get to be married to you but um just in those hard times too recognizing that it is more difficult to think of things to be thankful for but instead of just giving up on that and kind of slipping into that hopeless state but actually like reaching out and being like oh this is really overwhelming can you help me think this through and then having that support of one another or even like looking through God's word and looking at his promises and proclaiming what he says in there to be true because we know that God is faithful and he keeps his promises and I think that God's word and just having that person like I have you and Mm-hmm. Hopefully you have that in me too, mm-hmm. but we can help each other find those things to be thankful for during those harder times. Good thoughts there, sweetheart, and for perspective. I want to read Habakkuk three seventeen through 18, because I read this passage and it's almost like, okay, how do you see the positive in here? How can you rejoice and thank God? But here we go. Habakkuk three seventeen through 18 says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat, the flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. Rejoice? Joy? It sounds like just utter destitution there, utter poverty. (laughs) But Habakkuk there seems to recognize the word of the Lord. He recognizes the providence of God and knowing that God is there to see them through this. It reminds me also of Elijah being fed by the ravens and drinking from the brook Kidron. 
and how God didn't tell him where to go. Like, you know, this brook's getting lower and I keep drinking it. And God, what happens when this dries up? You who, where's your word? What do I do next? Are you going to leave me here to die of thirst? And then when the brook dries up, then God tells Elijah where to go next. So God can see us through situations where we have no idea what's going to happen next no idea where our provisions will come from even as Habakkuk lays out here and so if you don't have the hope of Jesus Christ the truth of God how could you look at a situation like that and actually see meaning and purpose and hope (laughs) so that reminded me of a bible verse um psalms 20 verse 7 it says some trust in chariots Mm. and some in horses but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. So just kind of thinking of where do we put our trust? Do we put our trust and our hope and security in things and people, or do we put that in Christ? Hmm. And we know, okay, people can fail us. People are sinful. People die. Mm -hmm. There's wrongdoing. So I think that we don't want to put our trust in people to that extent. Mm and things they can burn up they can be destroyed they can fade away but we know that god he endures forever and when we put our trust and hope in him that's something that lasts yeah (laughs) exactly as jesus told the disciples lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust corrupts and thieves break through and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven yeah (laughs) that's our the christian perspective is to realize that there is treasure (laughs) that is in christ treasure that exists there's meaning and hope something to look forward to that we can actually plan for the future that has nothing to do with material security in this life (laughs) so um, god will supply even when things look barren I also want to see another verse that makes me think God is with us when we fall, but he picks us up. Psalm 37, 23 through 24 says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. And I think it's interesting to see in this passage, this is... um, really a praise to God, but it doesn't say God is going to deliver us out of all experience of difficulty. It says that, you know, though he fall, he will not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholds him with his hand. So we know that we're going to go through trials and tribulations. And yeah, the Bible doesn't promise us, despite what the prosperity (laughs) preachers teach. And yeah, like I had the opportunity to go to the clouds without water seminar with justin peters there talked about the prosperity preachers there and yeah they try to claim that any kind of illness or poverty represents someone sinning you know despite what jesus said in john chapter 9 about a man born blind it wasn't because of his sin or his parents sin but that god would be glorified So, yeah, the Bible doesn't promise us unicorns and rainbows and 
<laughs> if we just try to live the Christian life, but it, it does promise us that we will not be utterly cast down. And that's something to be thankful for, that God knows our trials. And as the writer to the Hebrew says that Jesus was in all ways tested like we are, yet without sin. <laughs> and he's a high priest who knows what it's like to experience our infirmities. And so, yeah. We know that Jesus knows what it's like to suffer. You know, Jesus himself said the Son of Man does not have a place to lay his head. Jesus suffered hunger 40 days in the wilderness. Jesus suffered pain and agony, betrayal, <laughs> everything you can think of as the writer of Hebrews. He was in always tested like we were, and he suffered an agonizing death. So we have that from God. We have those examples, we have that hope and that Jesus, for the hope set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame. So we have that, and we know that because God exists, because Jesus is our Savior, we will not be utterly cast down. We can fall, but we know that he will lift us up, though we fall. So that's something to be thankful for, and I don't see really how a world that doesn't know Christ can actually think that way, actually understand there's a difference between falling and being utterly cast down, and they, they wouldn't really have a hope against ultimate destruction without a loving God. So don't you think that when we have that thankful attitude or like reflect on God's blessings that that affects our outlook mm. on life or it affects how we interact with our spouse or with our children mm. it just seems I know there's the cliche and attitude of gratitude <laughs> yeah. but basically when you're having a thankful heart or at least reflecting on God's goodness that it makes it easier to have a good attitude like you know, we were talking about, okay, it's hard to get into a superficial type of conflict with your spouse if you're thinking about, oh, I'm so thankful my spouse did the dishes for me tonight. Or <laughs> it's just, I think it really changes how we respond and how we relate with each other. And not just in the family, but even in the church and the community. I think it can really have a good effect in I think um, Colossians three fifteen through 17 seemed like a good passage that just talked about how there's actually peace when you have Thanksgiving in your heart. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. If you're having a thankful attitude and you're not grumbling about everything and everyone, then you're going to be at peace with people. And one other quick thing, <laughs> for some reason, this discussion just reminds me of the Madam Blueberry VeggieTales. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and our girls really like the Madam Blueberry one. <laughs> and the story behind that is Madam Blueberry thinks that happiness comes from getting stuff. And the more stuff she has, then the happier she'll be. But the more stuff she gets, she's still not happy. And then she sees a little girl with her family that just has one little piece of apple pie for her birthday. And yet this little girl is very happy. And so Madden Blueberry is trying to figure out like, okay, why does this little girl that has nothing happier than I am? And I have everything. And so the girl sings a little song about thankfulness. And one phrase in it just says, 
a thankful heart is a happy heart. And I just think that is a good lead into our next little segment, if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So just to close out some Bible verses there, here's one about letting others see your thankfulness. So thankfulness, yeah, it's got to start off internally where you think about and reflect what should I be thankful for as as Madam Blueberry <laughs> had to really think internally about like, wait, am I really happy with this? Does this make me happy? Is this what I need? So then Madam Blueberry learned to express her own thankfulness to others. And so First Chronicles 16, 8 was actually a, a psalm, I think, of David mentioned there. It says, Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. So a good way that helps you be thankful and helps foster the atmosphere of thankfulness is not only to just internalize it and reflect, but also to tell other people, thank God, be thankful in the presence of other people. Let other people know just how thankful you are for them to God. And someone could even be experiencing bitterness or discouragement. And then, but if you tell them how you're thankful to God for them and for what they do, you know, that could be a quick change of heart for them and like make their day. And so, yeah, make known the deeds of the Lord among the people and show how thankful you are for God, how thankful you are for God's ways and thankful to other people for how God has blessed you with them and make your thanksgiving known to people. Enter into his gates and into his courts with praise. (laughs) Ever wish you could get together with a friend over coffee each week and talk about God's word? Me too. Hi, I'm Anthony Russo. I'm the host of Grace and Peace Radio. Grace and Peace Radio is a Christian living blog and podcast dedicated to engaging conversations about applying God's Word to everyday life. I hope you'll join me, Anthony Russo, on Grace and Peace Radio each week at graceandpeaceradio.com or right here on the ChristianPodcastCommunity.org. So now we want to close out this episode with something that's kind of lighthearted, even more lighthearted, with a little bit of Thanksgiving humor. (laughs) And so we have a few corny Thanksgiving jokes to (laughs) make you groan or chuckle or however you would react to some of these. But (laughs) let's see. Okay, so do we try to get each other to respond or laugh or... (laughs) Is it just a free-for-all? Yeah, we can't hear the listeners laugh, but yeah. So back and forth with some Thanksgiving jokes. Okay, but do I get points if I make you laugh? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like one of these dad joke competitions. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do you want to start or do you want me to start, babe? (laughs) Hmm. Well, how about ladies first? Oh, yes. I should have thought of that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What is a pumpkin's favorite sport? Uh, I don't know. What is a pumpkin's favorite sport? <laughs> Squash. Mmm. There's a mmm right there. <laughs> well, you laughed afterwards. <laughs> <Does that count? laughs> trying to think if I was laughing at the joke or my own groan. 
know. Oh, this could get pretty competitive. Okay. okay. Let's see if you'll laugh at this one. What did the turkey say to the hunter on Thanksgiving? Hmm. I'm not sure. Quack. Okay. <laughs> Do you get it? <laughs> So basically, no. <laughs> the, tur- the turkey's trying to protect itself, you know, by saying he's quacking like a duck rather than gobbling like a turkey. But what if the hunter wants a duck, too? <laughs> yeah. That's not a very... <laughs> yeah. The ideas yeah, make you think, okay, why did the turkey say quack? Oh, I guess if it's trying to pl- pretend to be a duck so it doesn't become Thanksgiving dinner. But yeah. Okay. Groan. all right here's my next one what did the mother turkey say to her disobedient children uh i don't know gobble 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 (laughs) if your father could see you now he'd turn over in his gravy Mm. (laughs) (laughs) you're so cute you're like groans or half chuckle groans. <laughs> a gr- a grockle or something. <laughs> yeah, here we go. If April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? Oh, I've heard this one before, but Pil- I can't remember. Pilgrims. <laughs> okay, that is kind of corny, <laughs> but it made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, remember, pilgrims came on a ship called the Mayflower, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so ready for the next one? <laughs> Which side of the turkey has the most feathers? Mm, I don't know. The right side, the correct side? No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> The outside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so this one kind of springs off the the last one I asked. So if pilgrims traveled on the Mayflower, what do college students travel on? Oh, I read this one. <laughs> now I can't remember. Okay, you'll have to tell me. Scholarships. Ah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of a scary laugh. <laughs> All right. This one is for the computer genius side of you. <laughs> it's a genius side, huh? <laughs> what do you get if you divide the circumference of a pumpkin by its diameter? A <laughs> uh, piece of pie? Oh. Oh. Bleh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Close pumpkin pie. Oh. <laughs> so so yeah, ha ha ha. The math joke there, yeah. <laughs> nice. That that one's pretty clever there. <laughs> <laughs> so if the pilgrims were still alive, what do you think they would be known for? I have no idea. Their age. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <goodness>. Duh. <laughs> You can't die your wife. All right, you ready? <laughs> sure. Okay, I picked this one out for you too. Because, yes. What role do green beans play in Thanksgiving dinner? Hmm. A sweet role? 
<laughs> the casserole. Oh, wow. <laughs> Do you like green bean casserole? So. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, I think very classic Thanksgiving. And forget, wasn't the wasn't there a particular company that invented it? You know, like was it the company that makes those crispy French fried onions that actually invented it? I forget. Mm, maybe <laughs> we'll have to. Research oh, that yeah. one out. <laughs> There's some homework for you, listener. <laughs> Find out where green bean casserole came from. <laughs> and post it on your Facebook comments. Oh, yeah. And give a link to the episode saying where, you know, I was challenged to find out where green bean casserole from episode 144 of Truth Espresso. <laughs> <laughs> so, final joke of the episode from my side. Yeah, ready for this one, sweetheart. <laughs> okay okay this one's gonna be pretty corny (laughs) so the day after thanksgiving the fridge was asked is everything all right over here it replied no everything is all left over here (laughs) (laughs) good job (laughs) (laughs) gotta chuckle out of you on that one huh yeah (laughs) That's cute. Mostly because, yes, I deal with a lot of leftovers (laughs) after Thanksgiving dinner. Aw. Yay, this was fun. All right. Who do you think got the most points? Or were we not really keeping (laughs) score? Well, yeah. Of course, here's one I just remembered from reading some of those, finding some of those jokes. You know, I could stop Thanksgiving jokes now, but it's kind of hard to quit cold turkey. (laughs) (laughs) nice that was fun thanks for thinking of this (laughs) yeah that was fun and i hope that that um lightened your day a little bit even if you groaned (laughs) through all of them at least it's a happy groan it's and yeah hey (laughs) <laughs> it makes you groan be thankful <laughs> you can even be thankful in, through in the midst of corny jokes <laughs> like we're thankful for their jokes <laughs> i know you know these jokes could be pretty bad but there are worse things than think than corny thanksgiving jokes so be thankful in the midst of that kind of suffering <laughs> oh my that was that's an evil tone. <laughs> yeah. and, and on that note, stay tuned for the next episode of Truth Espresso and more. Uh, I think we probably have another episode um, in the works for this Thanksgiving season. So stay tuned and God bless. Thank you for waking up with Truth Espresso. Good morning, and God bless your day. Hey friends, Daniel Minnick here again. If you liked waking up to this episode of Truth Espresso, I would really appreciate it if you would rate it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever application you use to listen to Truth Espresso. 